please join in hymn number 234, Dear Lord and Father of Mankind. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Lord be with you. A very warm welcome to our Sunday celebration of Mass. Today the church celebrates the sixth Sunday of Ordinary Time. We invite the young children to go to the hall where they will celebrate the Word of God on their own. of today's Mass invite us to keep the commandments and the words of Jesus not only in our actions but also in our hearts. To begin the Mass and to offer the Mass more worthily, we first call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask, Blessed Mary, ever Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of good will. We praise you, we bless you, we adore. 
O God, who teach us that you abide in hearts that are just and true, grant, we pray, that we may be so fashioned by your grace as to become a dwelling place pleasing to you. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. A reading from the book of Ecclesiasticus. If you wish, you can keep the commandments. To behave faithfully is within your power. He has set fire and water before you. Put out your hand to whichever you prefer. Man has life and death before him. Whichever a man likes better will be given him. For vast is the wisdom of the Lord. He is almighty and all-seeing. His eyes are on those who fear him. He notes every action of man. He never commanded anyone to be godless. He has given no one permission to sin. The word of the Lord. Blessed are those who follow God's law. Blessed are those who follow God's law. They are happy whose life is blameless, who follow God's law. They are happy those who do his will, seeking him with all. from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. We have a wisdom to offer those who have reached maturity. Not a philosophy of our age, it is true, still less of the masters of our age, which are coming to their end. The hidden wisdom of God, which we teach in our mysteries, is the wisdom that God predestined to be for our glory before the ages began. 
It is a wisdom that none of the masters of this age have ever known, or they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. We teach what scripture calls, the things that no eye has seen and no ear has heard, things beyond the mind of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him. These are the very things that God has revealed to us through the Spirit, for the Spirit reaches the depths of everything, even the depths of God. The Word of the Lord. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you, if your virtue goes no deeper than that of the Pharisees and scribes, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. You have learned how it was said to our ancestors, you must not kill, and if anyone does kill, they must answer for it before the court. But I say this to you, anyone who is angry with their brother or sister will answer for it before the court. And you have learned how it was said, you must not commit adultery. But I say this to you, if someone looks lustfully at a woman, they have already committed adultery with her in their heart. Again, you have learned how it was said to our ancestors, you must not break your oath, but must fulfill your oaths to the Lord. But I say this to you, don't swear at all. All you need say is yes if you mean yes, and no if you mean no. Anything more than this comes from the evil one. The Gospel of the Lord. I'm often intrigued as I go around the parish to discover the reading material of parishioners, books of choice, especially those of our older parishioners. Instead, very often, of gentle, easy-going novels, usually they're glued or ploughing through their way through detective stories and solving crimes. These novels that they read very often are very dark stories, with gruesome murders told in eye-popping detail. They have dark, sinister figures, and the books are populated by people who live lives that are a million miles from those who read the books, who live in quiet streets, in quiet houses, and who do no one any harm. I often wonder what attracts them to such books, keeps them up half the night reading them, be scared out of their wits, at these, what these people do. 
Of course, what lies behind it is that fascination of good and evil that people very often have. People are often absorbed by the interplay of these two things. And it's very often at the heart of all of these stories. You can see it played out in novels and stories on TV as well. EastEnders, Coronation Street, Morse, The Bodyguard and so on. Some moral dilemma, some dark temptation that someone has, some terrible thing that's befallen an individual, a family or a community. The story crisscrosses from one ghastly deed to another. In the end, we always hope that good triumphs over evil. But very often, as you know, there's a sophistication in these stories. The evil character is not always evil. The situation is not always black and white. Those who are heroes in the stories are not always the nicest of characters. And we realise very often that many moral situations are not black and white, that people's motivations very often are complex. Sets of circumstance beyond their control can draw them into a very dark world. We are all of us uh, fascinated by the interplay between good and evil, what makes us good, what makes us evil, the moral questions that people very often face in life, your ability to do the right thing, factors that go into it, your upbringing, where you live, your personality, your character, how you see things. These are the things that very often shape your perception. Clearly then, if you are hungry and live in a country where there is no food, your perception is different about stealing than it would be normally. Clearly, if you're in a country where there is terrible violence all around, your perception on how to defend yourself changes. The Bible, as you know, is a fascinating uh, book. And in the Bible itself, there is plenty of blood and guts. From the first pages, where we hear of a brother who kills another brother, Cain and Abel. And we have armies that very often slaughter one another. We have kings that are envious, steal people's land, steal people's wives, people who deceive people for what they want, people who are prodigiously lying about situations in order to get other people's possessions, people who hide behind religion to appear good and yet have dark hearts, dark motivations and dark intent. In the pages of the Bible, what we hear is that God gives the lead in the messiness of life and, of course, leads people to seek out good in their own life. And all along the way, he gives them rules and commandments in order that these will be fixed points for good actions, good outcomes. Don't steal somebody's possessions. Don't kill somebody. Don't be envious of what other people have. Good actions very often lead to good outcomes, as we know. The readings of Mass today then remind us of this very subject, of the fascination between good and evil. The first reading itself speaks of the choice between life and death and between good and evil. And Jesus, in the Gospel of today's Mass, speaks of keeping the commandments, both in their law and in their spirit as well, in order to arrive a good life and good choices, good decisions. 
those stories and those novels uh, that we very often find ourselves reading both frighten and fascinate us. Those stories horrify us, and at the same time, we can be glued to them as well. We're fascinated by the interplay that exists between good and evil, the twists and turns, and how things resolve. In many ways, it's the very stuff of life itself. Maybe one of the reasons, then, that we come to this place, to this church, to this mass, and to belong to the church is something in our own hearts that all of us possess, namely a desire to live a good moral life, to find ways of avoiding evil, to learn how to make consistent and good choices, to plug ourselves into God himself and to live how he would wish us to live. We know that there are things to learn, that there are things to stick to, there are ways to go, and ways to avoid. There are ways that lead to good outcomes and there are ways that lead to heartbreak and harm. We've come to this place, to this mass, and to belong to the church in order to find out all about these things. There's no doubt that we won't end up murdering someone as we hear in those novels or read in those novels. And we certainly won't end up stealing millions from someone else. But there's always in everybody's life that interplay of good and evil that goes with us each day. We are all subject to the temptations of evil. We're subject to its delusions, to its conceits, and to the blindness that goes with it. We're always interested in how good itself very often overcomes these things in our life. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, consubstantial with the Father, through him all things are made. For us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, by the Holy Spirit was incarnate to the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. God gives us his laws and his commandments, and he gives us these to keep us safe and true in life. For the church, that it may be a force for good in the world as it proclaims the good news of God's love. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. That we may learn to be consistently good in our thoughts and deeds. May we depend evermore on the grace of God. 
Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For all whose life has taken a wrong turn and who have found themselves making bad choices, that they may find their way back to a better road. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For children in the parish who are to receive the sacraments over the coming months, that they may build their life on the grace and power of God. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For those suffering from illness that come with age, that they may find helping hands to support them when help is needed. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For those making decisions in life, that the light of the Holy Spirit will lead them to make good and wise decisions for the future. Lord, hear us. For those suffering from the storm this weekend, that all may escape the danger that it brings. Lord, hear us. For the virus that is spreading across lands, that those contracting it may get all the help needed to make them better. Lord, hear us. For all who have died and all those we are asked to remember. Lord, hear us. Almighty God, help us to keep your law in our hearts and may your words grant us a true discernment and wisdom of what is just and right in life. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Please join in hymn number 638, Take Me, Lord.
brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, your mighty Father. May this offering, O Lord, we pray, cleanse and renew us, and may it become for those who do your will the source of an eternal reward. We ask this through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right to give you thanks, truly just to give you glory, Father, for you are the one God living and true, existing before all ages and abiding for all eternity, dwelling in an unapproachable light. Yet you, who alone are good, the source of life, have made all that is, so that you might fill your creatures with blessings and bring joy to many of them by the glory of your light. And so in your presence are countless hosts of angels who serve you day and night, and gazing upon the glory of your face, glorify you without ceasing. With them we too confess your name in exultation, giving voice to every creature under heaven as we acclaim. Praise, Father, for you are great, and you have fashioned all your works in wisdom and in love. You form men and women in your own image, entrusting the whole world to their care, so that in serving you alone, the Creator, they might have dominion over all creatures. And when, through disobedience, they lost your friendship, you did not abandon them to the domain of death, for you came in mercy to the aid of all, so that those who seek might find you. Time and time again, you offered them covenants and through the prophets taught them to look forward to salvation. You so loved the world, Father, that in the fullness of time, you sent your only Son son to be our Saviour, incarnate by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin, sharing our human nature in all things but sin. And to the poor, he proclaimed good news of salvation, to prisoners freedom, to the sorrowful of heart joy, and to accomplish your plan He gave himself up to death and, by rising from the dead, destroyed death and restored life. And that we might live no longer for ourselves, but for him who died and rose again for us. He sent the Holy Spirit from you, Father, as the firstfruits for those who believe, so that bringing to perfection his work in the world, he might sanctify creation to the full. Therefore, O Lord, we pray, may this same Holy Spirit graciously sanctify these offerings that they may become the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ for the celebration of this great mystery, which he himself left us as an eternal, eternal covenant. For when the hour had come for him to be glorified by you, Father, having loved his own in the world, 
he loved them to the end, and while they were at supper, he took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when taking the chalice filled with the fruit of the vine, he gave thanks and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. celebrate the memorial of our redemption, we remember Christ's death, his descent to the realm of the dead, and we proclaim his resurrection and his ascension to your right hand. And as we await his coming in glory, we offer you his body and blood, the sacrifice acceptable to you, which brings salvation to the whole world. Look upon this sacrifice, which you yourself have provided for your church, and grant that in your loving kindness to all who share in this one bread and one chalice, that gathered into one body by the Holy Spirit, they may truly become a living sacrifice in Christ to the praise of your glory. Therefore, remember now all those whom you offer this sacrifice, especially your servant Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, the whole order of bishops, the clergy, those who take part in this offering, those gathered here before you, your entire people, and all who seek you with a sincere heart. Remember also those who have died in the peace of your Christ and all the dead whose faith you alone have known. To all of us, your children, grant, O merciful Father, that we may enter into a heavenly inheritance with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, and with your apostles and saints in your kingdom. There, with the whole of creation, freed from the corruption of sin and death, may we glorify you through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow in the world all that is good. Through him and with him and in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. We pray with confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, 
and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Peace of the Lord be with you always. And now let's offer one another a sign of peace and friendship. words are spirit and they are light. Happy are we to be called to his supper. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my room, but only say the word in my soul.
please join in hymn number 557 as gentle as silence. Let us pray. Having fed upon these heavenly delights, we pray, O Lord, that we may always long for that food by which we truly live. We ask this through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Please join in our final hymn, number 168, Be Thou My Vision. Mm-hmm.